Thank you for joining Cognitively Speaking. This is the podcast dedicated to caregivers caring for persons diagnosed with dementia or a cognitive impairment. My name is Lily Williams. I am the founder of Aging in Place Care Alliance. I am also a true caregiver that has provided care for persons with dementia for over 22 years. I will also be your host for this evening's podcast episode. Let's go for a journey. On this week's podcast episode, I'd like to pose a question to listeners. Any caregivers or listeners that are listening tonight, I have a question and I just want to know, what do you think is the number one phone number that persons with dementia or Alzheimer's never forget? What do you think that number one phone number is? I know that for myself, if I was to become an elder, senior, possibly with Alzheimer's or dementia, and hopefully I will not have the early onset dementia that's a possibility from the result of my head trauma and concussion, hopefully I won't get that. But if I do get it, I I still think that there is one phone number that I will never forget, or maybe two phone numbers. 777-9311. You have to be a true music fan to understand and appreciate why (laughs) I say that I will never forget that number. And if you think it's 8675-309, I don't think that's the, the, the phone number. I'm looking for the number one phone number that persons with Alzheimer's and dementia seem to never forget. My parents, they have a landline, and I think that landline number is 50 years old, so it was it has been in existence longer than I have. So I know for, hopefully, uh, for a fact that that's the number also that I will never, ever forget. But there is a phone number that it seems that persons diagnosed with Alzheimer's and dementia never, ever forget. They use it very, very frequently. And as a caregiver, I'm pretty sure most of us can guess what that number is. And if you said 911, you are absolutely correct. So that was my little humor. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed 777-9311 by the time and 8675309 by Tommy Two Tone. I, I, there's something about both songs that just, I don't know. I like, I like, I like. But dementia and 911. What is it with dementia and 911? Usually, when a person that has dementia or Alzheimer's and they're in the state of delirium or just very, very agitated state, they will call 911 for absolutely anything. And it's getting to the point where 911 gets so many fake 911 calls that derive or come from persons that are diagnosed with dementia or Alzheimer's that they've come up with creative ways to have phones redirect or reroute a 911 call from a house where there's someone that has a diagnosis 
the calls are rerouted to a personal phone that belongs to a loved one or a caregiver. So we're going to talk about that and talk about some other ways that we can kind of decrease those 911 calls as caregivers. Now, I know it's kind of hard if they're in a facility, but a lot of facilities are getting on the bandwagon as well. The problem is we're having the calls that are coming from like rehab centers or let's just say emergency rooms or once they're admitted from an emergency room and submitted or put onto a floor, those places don't have that rerouting system in place, call system in place. So those calls go directly to 911 and sometimes the police will still have to come out and do a well person just check up just to make sure everything that everything is okay. But a lot of times we're we're wasting a lot of uh, community resources because not only are the police sent out, the medics are sent out, the paramedics. We also have the fire trucks that are sent. Fire persons are sent out and dispatched as well just to make sure everything is okay. So sometimes that 911 call can can really turn into a major, major deal. So we're going to talk about ways that we can decrease that as caregivers. And I hope you enjoyed the music. So in my years of working in healthcare, I've bared witness to 911 being called on numerous, numerous occasions. And I believe the the setting where I've seen it happen the most would have to be in in long-term care facilities, nursing facilities, as well as subacute. Now, subacute just means short-stay hospital, like emergency room, and then they're admitted for a few days on the floor. That's what we call subacute care, stays, hospital settings. So I've seen it in in the subacute or hospitals when a person or patient feels that they're not getting their medications on time or not getting them when they're in pain at that moment, right there in that moment, if they want their pain medications. So they will call 911 and simply state, my nurse is late giving me my pills. And these are people that are supposedly um, not cognitively impaired. They're supposedly just probably there for a short-term stay because they maybe had a surgery or fell or whatever reasons you would go to an emergency room for and get admitted to the hospital. Most of the time in my years of experiencing 911 calls in the short subacute setting or hospital stay was when a person felt that they were not getting their pain medications on time. On the flip of that, I've witnessed it in the long-term care facilities with persons that are diagnosed with dementia or Alzheimer's. They will call 911 for absolutely anything. I've witnessed them calling for 911 emergency assistance simply because they were just confused. They didn't know where they were. They were, or they were new admits and in a new facility. So they would call 911 and say they didn't know where they were. Please come and get me. 
Sometimes you would get that in the long-term care settings. You would get calls to 911 when the dementia person in their delirium state of mind looking for car keys and wanting to get in their car, can't locate their car. But they're admitted in the nursing facility, so they will call 911 to tell the 911 dispatcher that they can't locate their keys, they can't find their car. So there's numerous reasons why people call 911 and people with dementia call 911. And part of that is the number 911. 911 is the phone number. It's it's a number that's embedded and in, instilled into our memories. Um, no matter which nationality or language a person speaks, this is something that's taught to us when we're young. So this is called priming. And this this primes the mind to be able to identify and remember the 911 phone number. It's an easy three-digit number, easy for anyone to recognize on any phone, easy to remember, right? So this is very similar to priming the mind to recognize a word or symbol such as like the stop sign. That's another one that's embedded as embedded in our minds when we are when we are very young or in our early childhood years. A person living with dementia may experience changes in their personalities. So they may at the time that they make that call to 911, they may be in the state of delirium or they may be highly agitated and frustrated. And so they will place the call to 911 during their confusion or feelings of suspiciousness. They always feel like someone's out to do something or doing something to them. And earlier I said that these calls to 911 were fake calls, but I would really like to retract that and just say that these calls that are made to 911 by a person with dementia under these circumstances, are just false alarm calls that are made by a person that is cognitively impaired. So we as caregivers, things that we can do to help to calm them when we're in either a long-term care setting, we're in an in-home setting, or we're in a short-term care setting, acute setting or hospital, we can kind of comfort them. If they have dementia, we should try to comfort them with objects that they're familiar with, especially if they're new to the facility. This helps them to feel at ease and in a new and unfamiliar place. Sometimes that's all it takes, just comforting them with an object that they are familiar with. It also helps to kind of redirect them. As caregivers, we can also advocate on behalf of our patients and ask their family members and just encourage them to please visit them frequently. I think that seeing familiar faces daily helps to calm a person with dementia, and especially if they're placed in your facility, it's new to them. So encourage family to visit very, very frequently. And I think that in hospital settings, when the intake coordinators uh, take in patients or if a patient is admitted to an, a hospital, that we should never start or assign a new admit with, the, especially if they have dementia, into a patient room that already has a person there or has a roommate. 
I think that private rooms are best. And I think a private room at the initial time of admit is best and it will help with the levels of noise and distractions that can trigger delirium in a person that has dementia. So I think that hopefully any caregivers or anyone that's listening can take something away from this week's podcast episode, nine one one. Yeah, it's 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 the number that they'll never forget. I don't think that anyone with dementia will ever forget the nine one one phone number. They forget all the other numbers, but nine one one is one that is just stuck. So, in the closing or in conclusion. If you'd like to send me a message, please do so on any of the apps, Anchor or Spotify, and I will do my best to get back to you as quickly as possible. I am going to close out this segment with 911 by Miss Mary J. Blige, as I just see that this song is just so fitting <laughs> for this topic. And I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful night. Furthermore, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. <laughs>